Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Kelly Dodd from The Real Housewives of OC has been throwing daggers at the OG from The OC, Vicki Gumbelson, this week, saying that her time on the show should come to an end. The cast of Vanderpump Rules were profiled in a lengthy article on Vogue.com where cast members dished on the upcoming season of Vanderpump Rules and their current personal lives. Lisa Vanderpump and Ken Todd from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are opening up Vanderpump Cocktail Garden, a new bar in Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, and I'm hoping this will spawn a new Vanderpump series. We'll also discuss our favorite moments that aired on Bravo this week from the cat fights in Copenhagen with the Dallas Housewives and Captain Lee's reaction to the deck crew on Below Deck. I'll be tackling this week's mess and more with co-host Kathy O'Donnell. She's a fan favorite and is back today to dish on all things Bravo. Welcome back, Kathy. Hi, Meg. So happy to be here. To get to know Kathy a little bit better, I'm going to ask you three questions. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. What is your favorite show on Bravo? Vanderpump Rules, because it rules. (laughs) Least favorite show? Um, probably the OC. And what is a cast member that makes you laugh the most on all of the shows? Oh, that's a tough one, (laughs) I'd probably have to say Jax Taylor. I mean, he's a gem. <laughs> he doesn't, it's like we're laughing at him, not with him. Well, the thing with Jax Taylor is he's not trying to be funny, but he is hysterical because he really never knows what he's talking about, and he always says the wrong thing at the wrong moment, which makes him my favorite person. <laughs> very, very true. We'll be talking a lot about Vanderpump Rules throughout the show. But to start off with your least favorite show's news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kelly Dodd was a guest on The Talk this week, and she dished with the co-host about her thoughts for the next season of Real Housewives of OC. Host Sarah Gilbert asked Dodd who she wanted off the show, <laughs> and she said Vicki Gunvalson. So, obviously, everyone knows Vicki is the OG from the OC. She has been on the show since its beginnings in 2006. So, for Kelly to come at Vicki saying, quote, Vicky, I mean, she's kind of like spoiled milk. Her expiration date is old. She's turning into a cheese, like a blue cheese that stinks. It's it's really ballsy, I, I have to tell you. And I, I watched that show years ago. And, you know, Vicky continues to entertain year over year. But there's a little piece of what she's saying that I don't disagree with. And if somebody's ready to step into that role and queen that show, if you will... Kelly, bring it on. I mean, I've been saying that since the beginning of this show. I love Housewives. I love, like, an OG Housewife. I think having like, original cast members is really important. However, Vicky's getting tired. I'm over it. I'm and over the storyline, you know what? All right, you love him. He loves you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let's have some laughs. It's nice when you see, like, people, like, grow and evolve and change throughout the season. Vicky's the same asshole she was in season one. Exactly. And, you know, we all have that asshole in our lives. (laughs) We don't call them Vicky, per se, but, you know, we don't need that asshole brought to our living room uh, every week. Speaking of assholes, Kelly Dodd meeting the husband. Shame. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I mean, moments like that are, like, what... Gold. Is, yeah, that's a housewife gold moment, yeah. and that's what we tune into these shows for. And Vicky, at this point, <laughs> her ex-boyfriend, Brooks, faked cancer. So that was like a two-season, or two- or three-season arc that Vicky was just getting beaten down. So at this point, she's come back with a bland, boring-ass boyfriend, Steve Lodge. Ugh. Ugh. And, you know, 
it's not fun. It's not interesting. And she's being very scripted, and she thinks... She's scripted. He's creepy. We're done. Yeah, she's got to go. The host also asked Kelly who she thinks should come back, and she said Heather Dubrow, saying, I would think Heather Dubrow because I can't stand her. I see her every morning at Orange Theory, and we don't talk, we don't speak, not even one pleasantry. I think it would be great for her to come back just because drama. So even that, Kelly saying, I want someone I hate to get back on the show. Well, of course. Because it'll bring some drama. You know, and the one thing Kelly knows is she's probably been watching the series in, you know, New York and Jersey and what have you. So what she sees is that drama works. You get more screen time. You get more Andy Cohen time. And you get more fan time. Totally. Well, speaking of Vicky, uh, obviously everybody knows she's an entrepreneur. <laughs> this past week, Vicky has stated that she wants to actually open her own bar in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. So obviously everyone who's been watching the show knows that Vicky's been going there since for like the past 40 years. And we don't care. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry. she always goes to this one restaurant, Andales, and like it's like very famous. And now like the owners of Andales have told her like people come here looking for you, like, because of you. Or she pays them to say, people are coming <laughs> right. here looking for you. So Vicky said that she was considering actually buying Andales, and then she said, why don't I just open up my own bar? And so- compete with my favorite restaurant that treated me like gold for years. Right? <laughs> so, obviously, that's hilarious. I think she's trying to follow in the footsteps of uh, Queen Lisa Vanderpump. Good luck there, following Lisa Vanderpump. I mean, I... A woman entrepreneur, I'm always a, you know, a big fan of. However, Vicky, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have to go with Kelly Dodd here. Yeah, I would agree. So when I started doing more research about Vicky and <laughs> Vicky and Mexico, I came across something called Vacation with Vicky, which you can go to on www.vacationwithvicky.com. And you really should go to this. So <laughs> she is hosting a five-day event in Puerto Vallarta all-inclusive for $1,600, where every single day there's a different Vicky-based event. Excursion. It's like the Sex in the City bus. Remember that yeah. like back in the day? Basically. So day one, you arrive. Day two, there's the beach party with Vicky. Day three is a Q&A with Vicky. Mind you, a two-hour Q&A. Like, what? But like, it's, it's got to be a virtual Vicky, because Vicky can't be there for every vacationer that ever wants to go to, like, Oh, no, Vicky I Land. think this is, like, Vicky Land. <laughs> I think this is, like, a one-time thing. I think she's maybe testing the water well, to see if people go. I, I, then, day four, oh. there's pool time with Vicky, which I don't need to be at a pool with her. I would like to see her at a happy hour. Honestly, I think I would look better in a bathing suit than Vicky Gundelson, so I would <laughs> like to be at the pool with Vicky. <laughs> Fifth day, cocktail party with Vicky. Sixth day, go home. So, this is hilarious. $1,600 a person is where it starts, all inclusive. And honestly, if I had vacation days, I might go. You know, for big fans of the show, why not? Why not? Good for you, Vicky. I hope it works. And you need to show up at all, all of these events. I know. She's going to only be around like during like a three hour time slot. Interview with Vicky is like, uh What are people going to ask her? Like she owns an insurance company. They're going to be like, what's the best premium for life insurance? Well, insurance is so interesting, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why she's um, opening a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta (laughs) to compete with her favorite restaurant. (laughs) I I would ask her those questions. 
<laughs> well, speaking of another housewife who's opening up a new restaurant. Yay! Lisa Vanderpump from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has announced that her and her husband, Ken, will be opening up a new restaurant in Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. So the restaurant will be curated and designed by Lisa herself and then her design mentor, Nicolaine, who helped her design all of her four places in L.A. Honestly, I think Nick just listens to her because her taste is impeccable and so is Nick's. Nick, I love you. <laughs> But Lisa really knows what she's doing. She'll have her pinks. She'll have her bit of industry and really cool vibe. All of like her uh, her flower design. That's like what exactly. I've always like admired of oh, her. Well, like, look at my house. It's it's, it's, it's Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's going to be called Vanderpump Cocktail Garden. It's going to be opening in early 2019. And honestly, I wish. It was going to be open on New Year's, and I, I could go. I want to bring my New Year's there. Yeah. You, you know what, Lisa? We cannot wait, and these are two people who have crossed the country. We're from New York City, and we did the whole... Uh, Vander Tour. Vander <laughs> Tour. <laughs> so she says the theme is going to have natural elements with industrial touches. It will have an indoor patio that will welcome guests into the alfresco-style garden with towering trees and romantic lighting. They will have her signature touches of pink throughout the restaurant, and they'll serve small bites, cocktails, sangria, rosé, and other wines. Yeah, I mean, it sounds very similar to kind of a compilation of her current yeah. properties, which I love. And Vegas needs a little uh, Vanderpump going for it. And, I, I mean, I guess what I'm hoping for is that that turns into another show. I mean, I think this is kind of you know, leading towards that. So obviously in the news, people have been talking about whether Lisa's going to be staying on Beverly Hills. We've been reporting oh, it since episode three yeah. here on Bravo Happy Hour. So I'm thinking like this might just be another business venture that she has going on. You know, she obviously has all this personal stuff going on in her life. But you know what? She has Vanderpump rules. She's I'm gonna say ninety nine percent positive that she's going to have a show for this restaurant. Um you know it also depends on the cast. Yeah. And and by cast, I mean, you know, the actual people she hires to run her place. Not only do they have to be talented mixologists and experienced waiters, but they also have to have a bit of personality and a bit of drama attached to them. A little bit of history, too. That's what made Vanderpump Rules lightning in a bottle, because all everyone was exactly. hooking up. And, and, and Vanderpump wasn't a show that you had to kind of ease into and say, okay... I like him, I like her. It was like punch in the face. Totally. This, this is a great show. I'm really hoping that's the case. This past Thursday, Lisa actually hosted the third annual Vanderpump Dogs Foundation Gala to raise money to improve the lives of abused and mistreated dogs, both domestically and internationally. She Yay, spoke, Lisa. <laughs> she spoke candidly with reporters from Us Weekly and Entertainment Tonight, stating, I haven't said anything for two months. Now everyone's been talking about this. I'm just going to be going about my business and doing my things. I'm in the show. I have not quit. And if I did quit, it wouldn't be a leaked story. I would be upfront. And I have a lot of loyalty to the production company and the network. I'm in the season, obviously. There are some parts I missed, and you'll see why. And I think maybe you'll have a better understanding when you watch the show. So I really like that Lisa took the higher road and all this drama because... I do as well because, honestly, she could have pointed out certain people... And one of the things I've read in Us Weekly and all of the media that's talking about this right now is that Lisa didn't go on any of the excursions. Mm -hmm. So even though she was present at filming locally, she washed her hands of being with these women, like foreign countries yeah. or whatever. And 
She just doesn't like them anymore. I think that's kind of the case. So right now the girls are currently filming in Paris on their major cash trip. I mentioned last week that Camille Grammer was suffering uh, damages to her home. So Camille didn't attend the trip and neither did newbie Denise Richards also because of the yeah, fires exactly. affecting her. So Camille, Denise, and LVP all obviously didn't go to Paris. And the fact that Lisa Vanderpump made her gala on a day where all the other women are filming in Paris, what a shady Vanderpump choice. You, you know what? Lisa is the classiest person to cash aid. I will say that. And she doesn't do anything thoughtlessly. Everything, you know, Kyle Richards used to say this, that she was great at playing chess. And I am the biggest uh, Vanderpump fan on the planet. But she does do that. And she knows what she's doing. Absolutely. Well, I mean, hey, she knows exactly what she's doing. And she's drumming up so much buzz about the season. like uh, And her new property. Like, who does not want to go to Caesar's Palace right now? Oh, my God. I would honestly do anything to be teleported there. Exactly. So <laughs> whatever she's doing, it's working from a marketing standpoint. Totally. So the Vanderpump Rules ladies actually have decided to open their own Pinot Grigio line. So Stassi Schroeder, Katie Maloney, and Kristen Doty, a.k.a. the Witches of WeHo, announced their new project that comes out in early 2019, which will be a Pinot Grigio line. <laughs> Just because you drink a lot of wine doesn't mean you know shit about wine. Well, I, I, I have to tell you, this is the most interesting thing that I thought about with this wine. So all three of them, it's like Macbeth, you know, the three witches uh, stirring the yeah. cauldron. And one by one, they're going to fight with each other and leave, and the other two will make another bottle. And then there'll be one, you know, standing person who's making the final bottle. Stasi. Exactly. It will be <laughs> Stasi. She loves uh, serial killers and death, yeah. which I kind of like about her, so I'm not even putting her down here. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I'll buy this bottle. I think it's a cute branding. I mean, hey, I'm gonna definitely. I, I want to host like a watching viewing party and get them to sponsor it and just. Why not? LVP you know? wine and which is a WeHo wine. And, and we love the LVP uh, rose very oh, yeah. much. Um, obviously, we're skinny girl fans. So it, yeah, let's let's do this. Drink thing. up. I will. Stassi. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to get. Katie's ass or oh Kristen's ass. I mean, that it's just a matter of time, but... Totally, especially now that money's involved. Money is changing hands. This is a business. And it's not a Lisa-sponsored thing like TomTom, Tom, yeah. where she's holding the uh, majority stake. These are women putting up their own money and seeing what happens... It's not going to be pretty. Oh, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> well, saying in the vein of Vanderpump Rules, the cast was actually featured in a really, really lengthy spread in Vogue magazine. So the Vogue spread was called Babes in Pumpland, 48 Hours with the Cast of America's Favorite Reality Show. So it was a really, really long article. I keep stressing the lengthy part of it. Like, yes. I love this show, and it honestly took me 45 minutes to read this article. But you know what? That's... <laughs> That's also a pump for Vogue. Because yeah. Because Vogue knows what people want to read. Exactly. So, you know what? Let's take it to the next level with these guys. We want to hear it. And it was interesting for such a reputable magazine and to have such yes. a type of clout yes. behind the name Vogue for 
Bravo to even be recognized. Exactly. Let alone Vanderpump Rules being recognized as yes. something that you should talk about is a really a sign of the times, and it shows that like yes. these shows aren't just. It's not fucking it's, Little Women LA like exactly. on TLC. Like it's, it's not a fly <laughs> in the pan here. And yeah. Good for you, Vogue, because as much as I grew up reading you, now that you're <laughs> you're you're making stories about things that I actually like to watch, I think it's fabulous. So I kind of took out a little, a few of the standout moments because it was really long and some of it was just basic like introduction stuff. As that to, we know. Yeah, that we obviously and know. And actually our loving audience knows too. So I think the most standout thing was Stassi saying that if her boyfriend Bo died, she would snort his ashes so that she had a piece of her, okay. him first, in her forever. First of all, if anyone is as old as me, they, they know that's already been said and done by a member of the Rolling Stones. So, good for you, Saucy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Bo may not be the final Bo. I hope he is, because I, I really love you. I do. I, I don't know. I think I think they'll definitely go the long haul. I don't know. I, I believe in them. I believe in them. Well, I did love watching Patrick fuck up so royally with Lisa last year, so. I feel like this will be a little bit of a Stassi love story redemption. I know, but we also love to see Stassi pining. I know. It's it's bad. It's like, you want the best for these people and then you realize, you're like, oh, I don't know them and they did sign their way their lives away to the show and they should bleed for it. So Stassi was saying that going on the show is like therapy 24-7 because we're forced to talk about it more and talk about everything at different angles and defend yourself and be accountable so that makes sense they were saying obviously one of the hardest parts about being on the show is the internet trolls Brittany Cartwright on the show who as a Christian gets her own subset of Christian trolls saying people will comment on her page saying like how do you for many of us the holidays will look different this year family and friend reunions might not be the same but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close that's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that say that you are a christian girl yet you're it's not fair premarital sex you know you know what people people who do that are probably and i don't care what anyone thinks about this but they're probably like trump voters and Mm -hmm. they live in these areas of the world and they they just don't know what they're talking about 
Bottom line is you have to have a really, really thick skin. And Brittany obviously does because she's marrying Jax Taylor. <laughs> so dark. Katie Maloney Schwartz said she remembered losing over 300 followers after she posted a, a post about posted something on Instagram in support of Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who just finished testifying to Congress against Brett Kavanaugh. Good for you, Katie. Get those people off Honestly, your Instagram. Honestly, Katie, you don't need those people. No. Uh, whatever. They opened up about being on this show and how they used to just be waitresses and waiters, yeah. and now it's, obviously yes. they're not really able to do that because right. the and fans I, are, you can't be serving a calamari dish no, with people trying it. to get pictures with but you. But I, I do admire that these young women speak their mind. Katie also said, you bust your ass as a waitress so you don't have to waitress anymore, but now I'm a forever waitress, which I thought was the saddest sentence I've ever heard. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you know what? Uh, the season hasn't started yet. I'm sure she'll come out with sadder sentences. <laughs> Especially... <laughs> Schwartz, he drinks as much as he did last season. Oh my god, right? Oh, that's so dark. So they also talked to the men. They met them at a barber shop in L.A. And this barber shop is so L.A. It offers old-timey shaves, beer on tap, and, drumroll please, Botox. Uh, oh, god. Please. <laughs> it's bad enough we have to look at these women with their plastic surgery. Please. Like, Jax, enough. We know you have tits. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, a couple things that I picked up on this article that I had never really known before. Tom Sandoval modeled in an EDM music video in 2016 called I Do Coke, which... <laughs> <laughs> he does, and uh, he doesn't anymore. Yeah, I guess it is still about the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I have that t-shirt. Oh, my God. Please. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm going to wear it to Christmas. Um... <laughs> Bravo also doesn't really ever reveal the salaries of the cast members, but Tom Sandoval was sued by his former agent in 2016 because he didn't pay royalties on his time on the show, and he said he made just 12 grand for the first season and 2600 for season two. So interesting to see the bump in pay, and you can imagine how much they're making now because this is one of the highest grossing shows for Bravo. And you know what? Pay, pay them. Pay them, they deserve pay them, to be paid. Them. There are Oscar-winning actors out there that are so fucking boring that it, you know, if if Stasi and Patrick, let's go. Give him money. Give him all the money. Exactly. And I love Tom Tom. I love Sandoval. I love Schwartzy. And I really only hope for the best. Sandoval also mentioned that he gets attacked by trolls. He said, "New mothers and the overly religious are the people who attack him." New mothers. That is so funny. New mothers? You know, I would think the men would attack him because his manscaping and his flat iron and his, you know, fake bangs <laughs> and all, all of the things that make him a woman. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> I just be yourself. Uh, Jax also said he fondly recalls the time when Lady Gaga asked him where Britney got her tits done. Which, uh, what? 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 First of all, Lady Gaga has the perfect body, I by the know. way. She's very tiny and could not handle Britney tits without leaning forward um, <laughs> aggressively. Oh, I know. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, where are they hanging out? And two, why are why is anyone talking about Britney's tits? Like, I know. It's weird. You know why? Because Jax bought them and he never, ever misses an opportunity 
to tell uh, Saudi's members uh, <laughs> that he bought her tits. I he probably forced them on her. She 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 was probably like kidnapped, duct taped down, yeah. plastic surgery. Here's your tits, whether you like them or not. Yeah, well, she, I think she went in saying she wanted like a smaller company. He's like, if I'm paying for them, you're getting the big ones. Exactly. It's that's, like, oh, that's why all of our women listeners out there, please, 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 buy your own tits. Because he doesn't have to deal with the back pain. Exactly. Like, come on, piece of shit. Yes. Ugh. Ugh. And then obviously James Kennedy came in hot oh. with the Kennedyisms. He said, I'll be probably doing the show longer than them because they're getting old as fuck. So <laughs> when Jax is 45, that's not cute anymore. Listen, James Kennedy, if you're listening right now, drop the youth card. Yes. Because honestly, it doesn't matter. Jax Taylor is so much fun to watch, and I don't care if he's 80 years old. And James, you're getting older every year, honey. So go fuck yourself. He said, I could be like the jacks of the new generation. Oh, God. Like, do you want to be that? First of all, the fact that you think Jax was of a generation makes you an yeah. asshole right, right there. And that you're the jacks of the new generation. So it's like a bigger group of assholes who are younger. Um, dude, Aspire to bigger things. You're really good at being a DJ. Right? <laughs> leave Jack's out. So it was a really good article. Definitely check it out. Check out my Instagram at Bravo Happy Hour because I'm going to be posting all the pictures Vogue took, which are fucking epic, and it's just great. And I cannot wait for Vanderpump Rules to come back December 3rd. Mark your calendars. I sure as hell will be. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so one show that we've never talked about on Bravo Happy Hour is Summer House. I'm a huge Summer House fan, and this week it came out that Ashley Workus from Summer House announced that her and her husband Brad are expecting a baby boy in May of 2019. So for those who didn't watch, Ashley's twins with Lauren. They're both tall, gorgeous, hilarious blondes who live in New York City. Well, lived in New York City. Carl, Carl, Carl. <laughs> Carl, Carl. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and the premise of the show was that a group of, you know, seven or eight people live together in a house in the Hamptons, summer, party, go crazy. But season two, Ashley actually came on as more of a friend of role because she had moved to California with her husband, and obviously she couldn't spend the whole summer out in the Hamptons with the crew. Yes. I mean, I love this show. So the more I was reading about it, I didn't realize that the cast had kind of been set for, for the new season that will right, be coming out right, in January. Right. So Carl, Kyle, Amanda, and Lindsay are all expected to return for a third season. However, twins Lauren and Ashley Workus, Stephen McGee, Amit, and Danielle will not be appearing as season as series regulars on season three. I think those are all great decisions. I do too. So through the grapevine, the Bravo gossip <laughs> blogs, it was said that Lauren Workus and Stephen McGee actually got kicked off the show because they were making like racist remarks during filming, or they got. Well, those two were <clears throat> those two were so involved in their hatred of everyone else in the cast. Yeah, that it just spread like a negativity. You know, I'm watching a show about the Hamptons. I want to see people having fun. They Stephen always had a pout on his face. I know. And you know, like Stephen, you're a handsome, cute guy. There's no way you can't get laid. So enough, drop it, and please. Don't be on the show anymore. I met him at a bar one night, and uh, he was okay. Yeah. You know, he, he just... I don't know. I, I don't like the this idea that anybody's better than anyone else. It's like, I talk to you, I address the fact that I knew you were from the show, and you're like, um, hi. 
It's like, I'm so busy. Yeah. And, and that one episode where they filmed him at Chelsea Pierce having a date with oh. like a normal hot guy. Yeah. It was so awkward. I was like scratching my skin off. <laughs> so, Steven, you should not be on TV, dude. <laughs> Ever. Again. <laughs> and Kyle Cook and Amanda Batula were engaged this September. So it'll be interesting because the season that's coming up will obviously be the season before they get engaged. Uh. So that should be interesting. I actually saw them on the street. If you guys don't know, I live in Manhattan, which is why I see the Summer House people. Literally, I see them all the time. And not just them. I saw Carol uh, Rodswell the other day walking baby. <laughs> walking baby. <laughs> but baby. you know, the, the weird thing about me, being a dog person, I recognized baby before Carol. Well, when I actually re- ran into, when I walked, when I stalked <laughs> Andy Cohen, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you There's guys. stalking going on here. When I was stalking Andy Cohen, I was walking around the West Village, right. and I see Waka, and I look up, yeah. and I see Andy, and I'm like, I, I knew it! I, I knew it! I know. So, you know you've made it when we recognize your pets. Before we recognize you. Exactly. But I actually saw Amanda and Kyle on the street outside of Van Leeuwen Ice Cream uh, in the Lower East Side. And he was walking... Well, oh, God sorry. knows he was drunk. Cameron? <laughs> he was walking, like, 15 feet in front of her. Yeah. And she uh. was, like, walking behind him, like, in really high heels with her arms crossed and pouty. It's a girl. You know That's your life forever. You do know that. First of all, body language, body language, body language. Anyone who watches this show, please, this is a beautiful girl. If you know her personally, talk her out of it. This is an alcoholic playboy and... Yeah. Well, she's 25 and he was 35. So even that 10 years, like 10 years is a lot. 10 years in alcoholic years is like 30 <laughs> years. So... So true. He's like... 55, and she's 25. Oh, I feel poor. I feel bad for that poor girl. And they moved in together in August, so that'll definitely be addressed on the show. But I can't wait for the show. And if you guys aren't watching, give it a watch. A lot of people tell me, oh, it's too pretentious, New Yorkers and Montauk. Well, maybe I want to be one of those pretentious New Yorkers. And and, and honestly, they're not pretentious. They're they're all very self-conscious. And you would see that in the Crybaby episodes. Just watch any scene with Steven. Yeah. So true. Can't wait for that to come back. Release date for season three is not up yet, but when it is, I will let y'all know. So, Kathy, what was your favorite moment that aired on Bravo this week? Uh, it was tough. I, I thought uh, Texas was amazing. I thought Jersey was amazing. It's all so good. Um, Jersey just started off so well. Texas, I mean, Brandy used to be my favorite, and I just realized she was my favorite just Strictly because of her hair color, being, <laughs> being a redhead myself, um, I coveted that color red, but she's clearly crazy. But my favorite moment was Captain Lee. When Captain Lee was asked if he wanted lunch, and he said, I'm going to eat some ass for lunch. And he meant the deckhands and the bosun and Chandler I know the producers show him eating in a oh uh, mess. The cereal, him eating just cereal he, constantly. He just, you know, he's a cereal eater, eating <laughs> cereal. He does nothing. He makes all the wrong decisions. He has no list. He's never prepared. And I know like 90 people like that in my own company. So I can really understand Captain Lee's frustration. And uh, that was my favorite episode. 
I think that he's definitely going to get demoted because Captain Lee was like, I'm going to make some changes and you guys aren't going to like it. Throw him off the ship. Ashton needs to be bosun. Uh, absolutely. I went into the show thinking Ashton was going to be a douche playboy like Joao. Yeah. Love him. Love him. He's so sweet. I, I like know. that he did kind of say to Riley, like, you know, you really can't speak to the right uh, Chief Stu. And you like know, that. to Riley's credit, because there's a lot of Riley haters oh. out there. But I will say this, if Riley had somebody that gave her some positive feedback and actually told her what to do when she wakes up at 5 in the morning instead of eating cereal in her face, and <laughs> um, she would probably be a very good employee. I mean, the fact that Chandler didn't let her go on the fishing trip when Ashton openly hates fishing and doesn't know how to do she's it. she's a professional. Yeah, fisher. and they... You see the scene. I don't know shit about fishing, but I do know the boat's not supposed to be moving very quickly while people have their fishing rods swaying yeah. in the wind. That, that that was like in New York City, there, there are boats that go around the water, <laughs> you know, like the shark. Yeah. It's a speedboat. Go you on. don't speedboat while you're fishing because you know what the fish do? They give you the finger. They're laughing in your face <laughs> as you're speeding away. They're like, oh my God, what an asshole that guy was. I loved that Riley was like, did you guys catch anything? And they were like, no. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Suckers. Yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> well, my favorite moment of the week, you were touching on Dallas before, is the fight between Brandy and Leanne. Obviously, <laughs> going on multiple seasons of the two of that them feuding. Awesome. But this most recent episode, the girls were in Copenhagen visiting Carrie's family, which I love an unnecessary de- like reason to go to a foreign yeah, country. Exactly. My cousin's having an open mic night. That like, was a great detour. Like, okay. All right, we're with you. So there was the scene where Brandy and Carrie and her husband, Mark, all jumped in, and all of Carrie's family, butt naked, jump into the Baltic Sea as this, like, Danish rich... It's exactly. Denmark is Danish, right? Yeah, it's it's actually something that people who live there, they do all the time. It's like, you know, in the States, when you do, like, a polar bear plunge for charities. Yeah. So, the water's freezing. They go in naked because Europeans aren't as uptight as we are. And, um... Randy jumps in, and what happened next? So the Leanne takes out her phone and starts filming all of them. Oh. When I was watching, I initially thought, right, it's Brandy's funny. overreacting. Exactly. It's funny. Let her capture it. But then, you know, the more I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know, yeah. that is inappropriate. You know, put your fucking phone away. Yeah. But I loved the moment where Cam broke the fourth wall and said, Brandy, you do know you're on a national reality show. Exactly. And With your tits out. These shows, they never, they break the fourth wall in the sense that that now, you know, you might hear a producer asking someone a question. You might see a camera person or a producer kind of standing on by. Right, very rare. Very, very rare. But the fact that Cam said, we're filming a reality show, that was insane. That wasn't, that's never been done. And Cam is the most clueless one in the whole cast. I know. And she came to that intelligent conclusion before anyone else did. So, you know what? So I... I see why Brandy was upset, but also I see Cam's point where it's like, girl, it is on TV, and everyone's seen your tits. And Leanne's changed. Let, let's let's give Leanne a little break here. Absolutely. And I think, so obviously, earlier in the episode, Brandy was saying, like, oh, I want I want to see you go on the bike tour because you look like the Wicked Witch. <laughs> oh, I know. That was mean. That's mean. It, it, it was mean. It was joking. But you know what it is? These two can't joke amongst each other because they're both... Um, hypersensitive. Yeah. Because they hate each other. So, 
Brandy, don't wake up in the morning and say that to her. Come on. She's trying. And, you know, kudos to um, Leanne for not falling down that rabbit hole. And then that night at dinner after the whole video thing happened, Brandy was probably a little liquored up, and she said, I should have called you the wicked bitch instead of the wicked witch, which, Brandy, shut the fuck up! And, and you know what? I loved how they panned the camera around the table after Brandy said it's that, like, oh. and no one laughed. It's not funny. It's me. It's not funny. And, and, and Brandy, you're just taking this way too far. You really are. Yeah, and she deleted the fucking video. She's like, she's like I didn't, how do I know you didn't email to someone? It's your fucking tits. You're not doing anything crazy. Please, like, Wasn't she like a Dallas Cowboy yes! cheerleader? Her tits are on the internet somewhere. Who hasn't seen your tits, girl? Who hasn't? <laughs> oh, my God, I love this show. I love Bravo. It really brings me so much joy. Me too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. You will definitely be on again. Thanks for having me, and thank you all listeners for listening. We love you. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. While you're at it, be sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be sure to tune in next Monday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news.